So, yeah, there's probably so one many of, things. There's so many. Resuscitate that yeah. man. We can do our own tree. No, it's not resuscitate. You say, what's it? What did Revive. Jesus do? Resurrect. Resurrect. What did Jesus? <laughs> I really never thought I was going to hear that in a podcast. I couldn't remember. That's what did resist- Jesus do? <laughs> Little girls, this seems to say. Do you? Do you? I beg your pardon, are you ill? But Robert Ford would only lay on the floor and look at the ceiling, the light going out of his eyes before he could find the right words. What makes you think I'm going? Okay, then. Okay, then. Okay, then. Whatever are you doing? Hello, and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Marie Nagorski. And I'm Mick Jordan. And, um... (laughs) You haven't heard a thing, and today, like we used to do. (laughs) Oh, short we. Oh. Oh, yes, because today the, the topic is French Film Festival in the IFI. Um, in Dublin, by the way, for those who are just stumbling upon us on this episode. And our French. Uh, yeah, <laughs> our French, yeah. <laughs> um, Back in the car in Sandy Mount. <laughs> <laughs> in Dublin. Which we haven't done in a while now, because the last time I think we were in the car in Sandy Mount talking, it was about... What film was it? It was back when I lived in Park Court. That was a long... I haven't a clue what I film said, it was. By the way, I said Park Court, not Parkour. <laughs> Two different things. I didn't notice either. Well, it's because you know. I just noticed we're looking at the sea. Yes, it's very lovely, lovely. And view. pool bag. Yes. Um. Right. So back to the the topic in hand. Um. So the IFI Irish Film Festival. Um. I have French a very film festival. Fe- sorry French <laughs> film festival. I have a very busy life, so I. <laughs> only went to two films. Michael, how many did you go to? I have none at all, so I went ten. <laughs> and one of them was seven and a half hours long. Yes, no thanks. Yeah, it was an endurance. Uh, I went to see... Like, Some people do marathons. Mick watches a seven hour film. <laughs> well, I've done, you see, I've done it before, seen really long mm. films like that in the IFI as it happens. Um, and it's a long time since I've done anything like this. And I wasn't sure whether I would be able for it anymore because I'm getting on. Mm. And these things do tire you out. Getting on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And it was like, it's basically, it's a film from 1923. So it's a silent film on top of everything else. And it's in four parts. So it's actually mm. seven and a half hours long. And what they did was they showed two parts on Saturday morning. And two parts on Sunday morning with an intermission mm. in between. So it was really f- like four two-hour films. And yep, it was a great experience. I was able for it. That was the main thing I was concerned yeah. with. What I was worried about was when I booked it, was the seat I booked was, um, all the seats in the row were booked. So I was going oh. to be sitting there for the whole length of time, surrounded by people, yeah. which is fine in itself, but not for that length of time. You need to move around. Could you, could you not book another... Well, no, it's when I booked it, you see, most of it was booked out because it's a small cinema oh, screen okay. train. So there's very few seats left. Right. Luckily, I happened to check the day before if it had booked out completely, just out of curiosity. And I saw a whole row had emptied out. So I just went straight there on the day. I just see if anyone moved me because they were allocating the seats like it was strictly just to sit yeah. there and no one came near me. So I was fine, which is 
very boring and pointless, but mm. but the film wasn't. Did you have it, a break? Well, a break between, like, as I said, it was shown over two days. Oh, okay. So, and the film is in four parts, like it says, premiere epoch and so on. So there's an intermission between the two parts. You go outside for 10 minutes. So I just went outside, had a walk around the auditorium and then back in again. So which was ne- you needed it mm. and that, because then you just look at it as I'm just here for two hours. You don't see this is a very long time. So it was therefore enjoyable enough and a good experience to have. And I'm just so I love seeing silent films in a big screen and particularly one that's effectively 100 years old because it's filmed in 1920, 21. That's mad, and isn't it? That a lot of films are going to start being 100 years old. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And that are big films. Yeah. Like serious. And, but but I, what I always find striking about particularly seeing cinema was because I said cinema was full. And I'm sitting a good bit back and I'm looking at a row of heads mm. looking at this screen of a young woman, as she was, who's and all the people there, because most of them were my age or not much younger. So I said, we're all much older than her and she's much older than us. You know, that sort of. Yeah. And the very fact that her image because it's a moving image like it's yeah. not just a picture you're watching action it's still relevant in some way 100 years after it was made mm. i love that sort of cultural thing other than that um i saw nine other films and just i don't know by choice or whatever because my friend joe came with with us to one or two and with me to five altogether, and we spotted that there seemed to be a theme in the films we were picking we just yes. picked them random because they fitted slots and so I saw Petite Solange which was about a teenage girl coming to terms with her parents going through a divorce and the angst and agony of being a teenage girl then there was Rodeo which was about a teenage girl who's from a rough area of Paris and gets involved with a gang of bikers and the horrors and turmoil she goes through the horrors of being a teenage girl yesterday I saw Love According to Dalva which was about a teenage girl (laughs) who is rescued from her abusive father and has to come to terms with being a girl, not a woman. And I was going, please stop. <laughs> and then we saw the last one, which we'll talk about later, but the last film was about a teenage boy. boy yeah. I said, what a relief. <laughs> <laughs> Something different. But of the ones I saw, it wasn't great. Like I saw um, a Marion Cotillard film. Right. For brothers, brother and sister, which was good, but not great. Like, I mean, I would say... The highlights were the two we saw. The, okay. the, the Love According to Dalva, the, the girl who was rescued from abuse, that was actually excellent as well, I should say that. It was just so well done because it's this very young girl who her father has made her pretend to be a woman. Oh. So she's dressed in all these old-fashioned clothes and she's wearing makeup and she's wearing earrings that are Victorian sort of thing. And obviously it's a sexual relationship mm. as well. She's rescued. But she refuses to accept. She says, no, this is what she wants to be. Yeah. And it's all about trying to train her to be a child again. Yeah. So and it was just so well done, like without being gratuitous and yeah. very emotional. And the actress playing part was brilliant. But other than that, I was thinking like it did strike me when we booked our films. Like you said to me, the one you want to see was the Juliette Binoche one. Yes. And I said, always at this festival for there's a Juliette Binoche one or an Isabelle Huppert one. And now I think there'll always be a Marion Cotillard one. Yeah, like these are the standards yeah. you expect to see in there. So the Marion Cotillard one, brother and sister, was a good film, but I wouldn't be watching it again. Mm. It was just brother and sister who haven't spoken to each other for twenty years, and they have to come together because their parents are in an accident, and it's all about that. And you just go, I was watching it thinking, hmm, this is why people hate French films sometimes <laughs> as well, because there's certain arrogance about the films. They say, oh, we'll just do what we like, 
yeah. but I, that's the also beauty of it you know because they do they do what they like very well you know what I mean yeah, like not if in this you case have, yeah but if you have like you don't see other cultures well there's a lot that do but you don't see that many other like Hollywood making a film about nothing and it's good it's normally yeah. shite you know yeah. what I mean like cause it, or Irish as <laughs> well we've seen some Irish films made films about nothing and they've been shite okay <laughs> might not we're be we're not going to name any yeah oh a few came to mind all of a sudden um <laughs> Well, one. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the same one. <laughs> Wait, cut it out. Which one? Um, the li- the li- is it? Yeah. Of course. I love this. Uh, of course, it's, I mean, as soon as you said, this is what or as soon as you said, films about nothing. I said this before you even said American. That's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> but anyway. Um, you could actually leave that in but bleep out when we yeah. say it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a prologue. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the fr- the 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 French do it very well. Like the film that we saw yesterday was very much. It wasn't going anywhere. If you get me, like it was just it. It seemed like just a chunk of someone's life. Right. But like a few months of that person's life, and that's it. Now a lot does happen in that person's life, but it is very much a. I don't know, like a. Even I was as I was watching it, I was like, this could have easily been a two-hour film, say of my divorce. It follows the okay. same kind of line. Something bad happens. It's the main person dealing with it and learning how to deal with it. Kind of spirals a bit, and then comes back into. Yeah. A certain happiness, if you get me. It, it just felt like... But it was done so well. Oh, no, it was. I'm not criticising yeah. it. As in, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it is very much about nothing. Oh, yeah. it's But nothing in plot-wise. Like, there's a slight yeah. plot, but it's mainly about character. Yeah. But it's very good in the character. The point yeah. I'm making is some French films, and particularly the one I've seen before, is that, yeah, it's about character, but there's... A crux of it, like as I said, the whole story is that the two people, these two brothers and sisters, haven't spoken for twenty years and mm. really actively hate each other. It's never explained why. Like yeah, and you're expecting. Well, it is. There's some sort of explanation, but you, the way it's ge- designed, is mm. you think there's some major event because there's a lot of flashbacks. There's some revelation, and then it isn't. And it's, you, there's a real feeling of that the film says. Are you, well, this film just said, oh, you don't need to know that. That's not what the film's about. Okay, okay, if that's not what the film's about, but make that clear. Yeah. And that's what I do feel a lot of times in some French films that they just say, oh, and I can understand. It's valid. Like you sympathise with it sometimes because yeah. just say not everything has to be explained and wrapped yeah. up. But if you're gearing it that way yeah i mean if that is one of the main issues you kind of do have to give some sort of explanation exactly um even if vague yeah you know or even make it clear sir that that's not the point that you don't need to care about that yeah um yeah but anyways but last night's film was interesting well this is that's what i was gonna say that this is this gave us one of our greatest moments in cinema experience in a long time yeah it's one of the one of the things to chalk up that we're so glad we experienced it yes um see what happened <laughs> uh so we saw uh the winter boy isn't it yeah um i'm not going to attempt to say it in french um i think it was called something completely different in french anyway as well is it i think well oh, okay yeah because i thought it was silly to be called the winter boy um because i was like 
Just because it's set in winter and he's a boy doesn't really necessarily mean... Well, maybe the original French one just doesn't translate well. Yeah, could be. Um, you, you see a lot of... Sorry. Cut that. You see a lot of that with um, Brazilian films. The translations are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Not Brazilian films, sorry. English or American films that are translated into Portuguese. Oh, right. The name is... Yeah, and wow. the name is stupid. Um, anyway... Yeah, so I'll just quickly summarize the film. Um, so the Winter Boy is basically the story of this teenage boy, seventeen, I believe he was, um, called Lucas, isn't it? Lucas, yeah. Yeah, and he is gay. And what I love is is just that it's it's not a major detail, isn't? They don't make a big thing out of it. He just is. Yeah. And there is there is obviously parts of his life in it. That have to do with him being gay. Um, there are questions that are asked by himself about his gayness, mm-hmm. um, but it's not a film about that struggle. If you get me, because he doesn't no. struggle with it. No, I mean, it's if very... if he was straight, it wouldn't make any difference exactly, to the film. It would be exactly, still exactly yeah. the same film. So, um, so yeah, so he's this young guy, and he. I don't think it's a it's a spoiler to say he loses his father because that's basically the reason. That's that, the premise of yeah. it, really. Yeah. So he loses his father and it's just him and his brother and his mum coping. It, it kind of cuts between them, but he is kind of the main oh, one. the main focus, yeah. Yeah, and it's just how he deals with the death of his father. Um, what did you think of it? Well, I thought it was excellent. Yeah. But I will say I went into it because as we said, we booked it. Well, I booked it anyway because it filled the slot, but it was just at the same time it was ticked off as, ah, the Julia Pinoche film. Yeah. This is because Julia Pinoche is in it. And... In the first 20 minutes, there was very little of Juliette Binoche. And I was going, oh, I hope there's going to be more of her. Because like, I, I, there was no reason to think this, because the film doesn't advertise as being all about her, that she's the main star. But she's just she's a supporting character. The film yeah. is about him. Yeah. And once I accepted that, because I kept waiting, why are we seeing so much of this guy? Let's get back to Juliette Binoche. And then suddenly was, hang on, no, she's just the mother. Yeah. It's not really. And then once I accepted that, I said, right, we'll just watch the film. And then was getting into it. Like enjoying it, thinking it's very good, and then we came to that moment. Yes. So, when the <laughs> the two kids and the mother were talking about the funeral and making the plans for the funeral, they were talking about what music to put in. I think for the background of, I think it's normally when they choose for when the person's being cremated, isn't it? Like when the when the coffin goes in to be cremated or the curtains close isn't it it on the could coffin? be anything like that like I mean, it oh was no because it was in the church they said yeah but you can do that in the church as well cremations happen in the church I don't know whether it, it could be different in France but it was basically mm. it was just they wanted a song played in the church yeah um, and they had this like orchestral music first and you know like a lovely and then the mother Juliette Binoche's character just said oh no well let's put the music that me and your father used to dance to um, and they were saying you know oh, no you can't put that in, in the church <laughs> and here was I sitting there wondering oh it must be some like silly you're, you're, you're preparing yourself for some silly song that's yeah. either going to be a 50 cent song or something <laughs> like that and then suddenly he says orchestra manoeuvres in the dark <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it was, I didn't even hear him say it. It's just when I saw it on the subtitle. Yeah. Orchestra Maneuvers. Not even OMD. Yeah. Orchestra Maneuvers in the Dark. And why is this so funny for everyone? 
well not for everyone but for me and you mainly because mm. myself and Mick are the well not the biggest but we're very big OMD fans and we always go to the concerts together yeah. <laughs> and it is a one of the essences of our friendship absolutely <laughs> like i mean it's the generation yes gap lived, because i've been a fan of theirs since 1979 and i've been a fan of theirs probably since 2001 yeah <laughs> since you first heard exactly um, but it was just the most unexpected thing yeah to see in, in any dubia, film dubia, yeah. of and, albums, and this is what i said if i'd been there on my own it would have been funny. Amused, yeah. I would have been amused. If you'd been there, you know, would have been amused. Yeah. Is the fact that we were there together and both at the same time reading Orchestra Somebody Music, the epitome British band of the yeah. 80s yeah. in this. And then they played the song. Yeah, and it's the... <laughs> doom, doom, tsh, doom, tsh, tsh. And I was going, please get to the lyrics because I was afraid. And I was, was hoping it wasn't going to be Enola Gay because I was like, oh, yeah, because yeah, it would have been too, too obvious. obvious then. But no, the fact that it was electricity it was just so yeah. good. <laughs> I mean, it was just, the, and it was a perfectly amusing song to play in a funeral. Yes. Like Enola Gay would sound odd yeah. in a church, but it's a great pop song. But this is just the epitome. Of Even a the pop stars doomed. It's just it's such a uh, yeah a weird song. Just imagine a priest oh, yeah. listening to this. And then so the good. Perfect is that then she and the sons dance to it. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I'm watching a film with Juliette Binoche, my favorite actress, dancing to a song by my favorite band. Yeah. It doesn't get much better than this. With your so. bestie next with, to you. Exactly. I, with my best friend sitting beside me. There, I've got that in now nicely. No, let people know what you are like. Okay. Don't hide that, that you forgot. Okay, about I'll, I'll do a special edition for the <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Choose it with where Mick does the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was just such a wonderful... And particularly because everyone was laughing. Yeah. Like, everyone's amused by it. We were on the floor laughing. Yeah. And we were laughing long after it had finished. Yeah. And I'd say we're causing quite a stir. Well, I, not as much as the two people next to me. I was coming up to that, yeah. Yeah, fuck's sake. Like, first of all, I could hear the woman. She'd cough now and again, and so would he. And then suddenly, I think <laughs> someone made some comment in the film that he didn't like. So he went, ugh, <laughs> and pretend he was sleeping. And I just looked at him like, rude. Um, I didn't say that, obviously, because I didn't want to be boxing the face. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cinema. Um, and then, like, they had comments for everything. And he was explaining some plots, I think, to her. And I kept wondering, maybe she's blind or something? Or I don't know. Or she is French? And Was he? He wasn't. I don't know. I, I don't know what they were, what the situation, because I couldn't understand what they were saying. Okay. I don't know. I, I know it was in English they were talking about. I was like... Are they commenting on certain things? And then he'd repeat certain words in French. And I'd be like, are you mm. here to learn French? <laughs> like... <laughs> in a packed cinema. Yeah. Um, but it was just so annoying. Um, but and you, you heard as well. Oh, I heard it when you, you pointed it out. Yeah. Like, I mean, you were between me and them, so I didn't notice. Yeah. And then I just... Then I really noticed it from then on. And I, it's a head wrecker for me always yeah. in the cinema. But um, then at one point... She made some, no, wasn't some dramatic oh, happened in yeah. the film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And she went, oh, no, or something like yeah. that. And went, oh, oh, and again, kept talking on and on about it. Yeah. And I could see everyone in the row in front yeah. and around started shuffling. And some of them were laughing yeah. at them. And they were quiet after that, I thought. 
Well, did you yeah, well, because from? everyone was looking at them. Yeah. So the, especially the girl in front of me that was sitting in front of me, you could see her turning to look at him. And I think he looked at her. They kind of the eyes met for a second. And I think you could see that it was like, shut up. Because the girl okay. was saying, she said, oh, no. And she was like, oh, oh. And you're kind of like, taking out of context. That's very bad. But anyway, stop being so loud. Just cover your eyes. Yeah. And shut up. Like yeah, they, were, they were acting like they were at home. Yeah. That's what it felt like. I said, you're sitting at home watching a film. This is how we behave. Yeah. Yeah, they were commenting throughout, like, the whole film. And I was just like, I don't need a running commentary. But if you're going to give one, be, you know. Quieter. <laughs> no, either quieter or, how do you say, enunciate. <laughs> <laughs> so I understand what you're talking about, at least. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> No, I no. wouldn't want that. <laughs> no, no, it would be worse if they'd been eating at the same time as oh, well. Oh God! Can you imagine? That's why we I ate my chocolates before the film started. Fair I'm ve- play I'm to very you. conscious of opening wrappers during the film. I hate oh, so it. Much. Hate. I'm very self-conscious about doing it, but I do it. But I, open I know you do. No, I open it very quickly. Get it over with, like ripping off a plaster and just open it all. There's there's your rush of noise and then. Chocolate melting in my hand. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll suffer. Um, yeah. So, anyway, but we did really enjoy that film. I thought it was just a really good, good film, and, and the as actor I said, is very good. They're the all excellent. Boy. Everyone. When he had that like shock, the first shock he had. Do you remember? When he's in the bed and with the pillow. He yeah. Was very good. Oh well, yeah. It was so emotional. Yeah. That's what I said. I, said, I, I really felt his him. pain. Yeah. Because he was going through the motions of just saying hello to everyone. I don't think it dawned on him. That his father had passed. Yeah. And then once he was alone in his bedroom, where you have time to think and you have space and you know there's no one around you, and he just went into this shock. I was yeah. like, I can imagine me going through that if my dad died as well. Yeah. It's like, oh bless him. It's horrible. Oh, it's and it's so well done because yeah. it's so real. Yeah. Like it's not just someone breaking down and crying. It's just emotional. And even um, that bit in the car when she goes off and leaves him behind in the car like she's just going into registering the school mm. or whatever and he has the emotional breakdown there as well yeah that was her- shocking yeah like i mean it was clearly meant to be natural but i mean just uh, his face collapsing in agonies crying and so, yeah. it was so well done yeah he was and a brilliant actor yeah, that boy they were all brilliant yeah. and so was juliet she was yeah. superb as well but you can see like even the decisions he makes they are Sometimes you think, oh, they are just OTT sometimes. But you, if it, if it wasn't done well, it would have been OTT. But the fact that it was done progressively well, every mm. little bit of his life affecting him when he is in Paris and he makes the decisions he makes. And it's just these little things you can see how it affects him. Like he's going through grief. Obviously, people grieve differently. But his relationship with his brother, the little fights that they have and these kind of things. And it's just you could see it get to him. And yeah. it's progressively getting worse. So the decisions he's making are getting worse and worse. And, you know, and then towards the end of the film, when he's trying to get himself together, um, and just the silence throughout that that part was just so... He he just did it so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and the silence was done very well. Like, yeah, that was that's what, what I, mean, I was really yeah. conscious of. Um, the fact and it's even because we're going to talk about Three Colours Red later some reviewer that was saying that Kislowski director uses silence really well so does this director yeah. whoever it was must check who that was because A I was very noticing the silence because I was just seeing would they make any, does two make any sound at that mm-hmm. point but it was just to because the obvious thing to do with any filmmaker is to have sound all the time yeah. but just to have silence 
and still work. It's not awkward or anything. Yeah. It's awkward, but it's, it's awkward in the way it's meant to be. Mm. You're meant to feel that. So yeah, I thought that was done very well. Yeah. No, I have to say, I really recommend. It's not an easy watch. So if people are going to watch it, don't watch it as a like a, oh, let's just watch a nice little film. Don't. It mm. is a, a a film that's like it's a drama, real proper drama, French drama. So, but it, it's not a downer. Oh no, it's not like, a downer. I mean, but it is. It, it, there's sadness it, in yeah, it, but there's yeah. hope as well. It's not an entertaining film, is what I mean. Like it's not a. It's compelling. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. very. You feel you've had a good meal from watching it, like you've been sated. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you think about it afterwards as well. You're yeah. Kind of like. Yeah. Anyway. Which leads nicely to mm. the highlight of the festival for me in any festival. Which is me. And Marina's presence. My company. At, such, at these Ow. films. Ow. But also the joy. Oh, I'm getting old. Sorry, guys. Okay. Go on. I'm just trying to stretch because. I'm the one who's an old pensioner Ow. sitting here holding the microphone and you're the yeah, one I'm suffering. I'm an athlete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. In the same position for too long, which is sitting down a meter away from each other. <laughs> a meter, what we can anyway. So, um, also shown at the festival this year, um, was the newly restored version of Three Colors Red, which Rouge, Trois Color Rouge, oh god, Trois Color Rouge. And which I first saw as the opening film in the French Film Festival of 1994. Mm. And I was just dying for you. I was so thrilled to see it again. Like I've had the VHS, I've had the DVD and I have the Blu-ray, but I haven't seen it in a long time. I certainly haven't seen it in cinema in a long time, but particularly I was dying to see see it with you. Mm. And what did you think? Oh, I loved it. I really did. I thought it was absolutely stunning film. Um, again, about very little when you think about it. It's just like a few months in someone's life, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It is very good. The judge's life is very interesting. And, and the way things start being pieced together as well is very well done like the storyline it's not linear so like you, because you had mentioned that there were signs throughout it you know like oh, yeah. little bits I started paying attention to it like even the fact that obviously because it's three colours red there's a lot of red in it like everything is like there are car the main cars are red well her car was great but um, most of the cars are red or like um the cafe um what you call the little thing outside that covers from the rain? What's that called? Oh, canopy. The canopy was red. Like you have so many things. The telephone, I think, was red. Yeah. Like all these little bits. Where, wherever possible. There's yeah, red there's in a red scene. in it. Um, and obviously her poster then was red as well. Yeah. But I just, I really loved it. I just thought it was just such a nice, again, cozy film. It was just, it's a lovely film to watch. And at the end, once it's all kind of, and it's very, it's really. Like it's a compelling with the other one, but this one is really like. You you feel not sad with it, but you feel like oh, you know that kind mm. of way the way things went in his life and all that kind of way you feel for him, but at the same time you love his friendship with her. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we we do admire, 
an age gap friendship, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> well, well, it, it, it parallels with us because of it. Like it's a much older man, friends with a beautiful young woman. Well, I so there are say, some parallels with us. I wouldn't say but, young, but <laughs> <laughs> beautiful for sure. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, she was beautiful. No, I'm saying I thought we were comparing ourselves. Uh, yeah, sorry. yeah, that's why I'm saying there are exceptions. But <gasps> well, but, but rude. The, but of course not. But the except, but the <laughs> oh, I know. But the difference is what's funny for me is I'm the same age as her. Like Iran Shekhal, who plays the part, she's born the same year. Well, she's born a year before me, mm. and so. When I saw it, I was your age. Mm. Like that's the th- so it's a generation moving on. So like I said to you afterwards, in twenty eight years time, you can see that film with someone who'll be your age as yeah. you are now. Well, so that's all nonsense. But in um, twenty years time, I'll be wheeling you into the cinema for us to watch oh, it no, again. No, 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 no. I'd be in the old house, so you'd be telling the person, say, you know, I went to see. You know that man we go and visit. No, I will wheel you there. Okay, I probably won't. Want, I want to go back. I want to go back. <laughs> who are you? <laughs> And who's that young man that's there with you? Never mind him, Michael. Anyway. Oh, young what? man. Well, that's what I'm saying. You have oh, uh, the equivalent. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I should warn listeners now, just at this point, we are going to give away lots about this film. So if you haven't yeah. seen this film, stop listening now. Go watch it. Do, yeah. <laughs> Go watch it. Absolutely. Um, But what strikes me about the film and Koslowski is the fact that, as I said, there's all sorts of bits of elements. There's lots of red throughout, but there are constant references that are subtle and you only realise them after. It's like, did you spot the fact that the young guy that we see his story as well is basically the the old guy? It's like a parallel with him, like even down to, but it's all almost supernatural Mm. because he stumbled and she nearly knocks him down. And he knocks his books and when he picks up his books, it's on a question. And then the older judge mentions that when he did his test. Mm. So everything that happens to the young man happened to the older judge years ago. And also um, the younger guy is having a relationship with someone who cheats on him, just like the older guy. Yeah. But the main thing to have, particularly when you're watching it a second time, because you know they're going to get together at the end, is the fact that they're constantly missing each other. Yeah. Like she drives up just as he goes into the house yeah. and he comes out of the house just as she drives away. Things like yeah. this. And they never meet until, and then when they're on the boat. And I think that scene on the boat is so wonderful because I'd forgotten parts of it like it's so long since I've seen it. And when I was watching it and the scene where he ties up the dog on the side of the street mm. and drives away, I was heart. so upset. I was going, oh, you bastard. Because I knew yeah. we were meant to like him. And I was saying, Okay, I'm getting a bit annoyed now because that's not acceptable, that mm. sort of behaviour. Yeah. And then the very next time you see him, he's carrying the dog. <laughs> the very fact that he's carrying it, like he's not even walking the dog onto the boat, he's carrying the dog onto the boat. I thought, yeah. That is so But then I get so upset loving. because the dog isn't there then when they come off the boat. Well, we don't know. But it's just... Most important character. <laughs> <laughs> the poor doggo. But even that, like the fact that the judge, the mm. older judge, is watching and he sees the two of them together. So they've clearly yeah. met on become together on the boat. Mm. And everyone else has to drown. <laughs> so, so the two of them can get together. And right back to the very last shot is her turning and looking in the distance. Which is the with the red jumper yeah. behind her that is the exact reflection of the poster. Yeah. And also things like the po- when they take down the poster and it's lashing around there's this all the way through there's hints mm. of a storm yeah which is what this is so it's all hint 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 yeah 
but also this is why um you have to see the others there are so many references to the other films as well that are subtle you don't notice mm. them until you see them all together and i was saying we met conor murphy one of our lecturers there after and he'd seen the films before as well and i said to him about one particular i didn't say what it was i said and of course there is one thing and he said oh yeah i know what you mean and we couldn't say it because we didn't want to give it away to people who haven't seen the films mm. but because what i'm going to say is when i saw blue first saw it loved it fine six months later saw white saw it loved it fine then happened to see the two of them together as a double bill and suddenly noticed the same thing happened in the two of them you don't notice until you see because it's so subtle you only notice it when you see the two of them together so when the third one came out i was waiting for this particular moment and it happens and it's just you only notice if you see them click because they're so slight it's such a slight thing right but it's brilliant tell me it's just no i'll wait till you have to see it oh no because it ruined it because as, as i said when i saw the third one I knew it was coming, so I was waiting for it. Mm. And it's like a continuation. It's just a little story in itself. And it's just one moment in the film. You, you wouldn't, you, if I told you, you wouldn't remember it from the film. It's like as if something, it's like a poster in the background or something like that. It's just something very subtle. So Right, okay. Ugh, uh, that's very annoying. Anyway, well, if anyone well. knows, <laughs> put in the comments. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd be interested to see if anyone yeah. does know. The, one of the things though, that I was thinking throughout the film... Um, and I think I've grown sensitive to it even more now, thanks to my <laughs> SO, um, which is mouth noises. And she does a lot of them for no reason whatsoever, the actress. Okay. So she could be looking at you and going, like that. You know, that kind of, it's just okay. so heightened because well, of it the might silence. Be meant to be. And you could just hear, like, the smacking of the lips. Like, even when she's going to breathe, she just goes, like, and you're like, stop it! Oh! <laughs> Well, I just I don't for people I just don't like ASMR little noises every time they appear on my TikTok you know people going like oh I am now don't you cry <laughs> get away from me okay stop it yeah. that's why I hate like I love <laughs> this is very TMI I love kisses on anyone, the neck anyone who doesn't want to hear about the colors I can start listening again now Marina's on a rant no and this is TMI because I, I love kisses on the neck and you know those kind of I just don't lick my ear ah. and don't don't whisper in my ear I hate whispers like I prefer I to just isolate this yeah. as a track on its own and everyone thinks I d- like if you whisper in my ear like I prefer whatever you're saying to remain a secret and me not knowing that you whispering in my ear I just can't do it I'm sorry I'm the- oh my god I think it's all on you to me you don't like anyone whispering to you no because oh. it's like okay so I, I heard that get away <laughs> why are you whispering <laughs> it's like you on a stake it's like a rebel <laughs> you're the resistance fighting the Nazis and the other says okay we're gonna come. you scream at them shut up we <laughs> get caught by the Nazis <laughs> don't whisper in my ear <laughs> we're about to attack a court. I'll follow you just uh, don't tell I'll work me. it yeah, out yeah. don't worry about it or better draw it for me <laughs> this is why I wanted you to learn Morse code you can just tap it but if someone whispers <laughs> if someone whispers in front of me that's fine I don't want them in my ear you know when you're a kid and you put your little hand like that and you just go yes 
and yeah. you're like as a joke I used to be fine with it as a kid I've developed this like intolerance <laughs> to <laughs> whispers right directly at my ear and I hate oh it actually is giving me the heebie-jeebies now because I just I hate it people <laughs> smacking their lips into my ears <laughs> like it's so funny because well, I know I, you hated the smacking of the lips but I just thought it was I know, but the weird thing is I can't hide my face my facial expressions when these things happen when like people are smacking their lips and eating I can't hide it and yeah. I'm just so rude about it and I'm aware of it <laughs> and I'm not sorry because <laughs> I am I get anxious then if I see especially when someone is eating like I've told you before my SO comes in the morning because they have a long shift sits there next to me and has, has their dinner and they're like yeah so today what no. we're doing and I was like I really, really like you. Please don't push me away. <laughs> Close your mouth. I can wait for this story. I don't mind. I can wait for it. That is so funny because I've heard that so many times. I'll wait. Yes. I can wait. Yes. Whenever I'm talking to you and I happen to be eating something at the same time, like, oh, I have to tell you, I can wait. Yeah, no, I can't do it. I'm sorry. And anyway, back to the film. But this woman kept doing this a lot. Um, and it, it could well be deliberate because so much in the film is... Mm. Um, and sound is a particular big thing yeah. with Koslowski in that like there's one scene where they're, the two of them are walking across his courtyard to meet and talk and a plane flies overhead now I didn't I, again I didn't spot this until I just happened to watch oh yeah I did I spotted that because right. I was like he probably just wanted to make it as lifelike as possible because sometimes planes fly overhead and there's a massive noise right or trucks and stuff like that but then again, it happened again. And I was like, maybe this is deliberate. Maybe he wants the noise of... Pla- maybe there isn't a plane flying by as they're filming it. Maybe yeah. it is just him putting it on. Oh, it is, of to, course. To well, me- I mean, yeah. logically it is. Because mm. if it was filming it and a plane came over, they'd just stop filming until the plane That could have been her. That could have been a hint for her going to London anyway than on the plane because she was scared of planes. True. But I think it was more... It was just because this is what the documentary I saw oh, said was because it creates tension. Just the sound of it creates tension in the scene. Right. It's subconscious. It, and notice. it did. And the, the slapping hey. of the lips is clearly there. He probably... He knew I was coming like, along. The man yeah. died before you were even born. <laughs> and he turns in and says, you know, one day... No, it could have well been that this. he's talking to someone and someone said, you know, there's a such thing as a fear of mouth noises. He'd be like, nonsense. <laughs> I'm serious. You know, there's this neighbour of mine. Marina. <laughs> <laughs> 80 years ago <laughs> that um, she was she had a phobia to mouth noises mm, interesting yeah and it created a lot of tension she would get very anxious mm, interesting must try that I out incorporate it into my exactly. movie making well he would well it worked Szlowski <laughs> what did you say Szlowski <laughs> Christoph Kislowski Kislowski I'm sorry I apologise I butchered your name your films are very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I enjoyed seeing it again. As I know, yeah, the whole thing with Kislowski is because I remember seeing that and saying, like, the other two are perfect as well, like mm. blue and white. I and do want to watch them. I oh, really yeah. do, especially because Julia Panache. Yeah. Um, but I really yeah. do. It's because at the end of this one, the the biggest reference that obviously you, you imagined that the seven people who survived were all the references to the last ones I was like yeah. oh must watch it now just because of that moment it makes you want to watch the other ones well because the other t- the, like the three films are completely independent of each other mm. but they're all wrapped up in this and this is the other thing as well like even though there's endings to the other two 
you still want to know a bit more about what happened and that's what was so satisfying seeing that says oh so that's what yeah. happened to them and it's like a full circle it just closes everything off oh, it, like, it is yeah. the perfect closure of it because mm -hmm. and also it's as we said like so much red in it and it just feels red like you just yeah. see red in your head when you think of the scenes in the film it's the same with the other two like blue there's loads of references to blue and the blue is symbolizing despair because it's all mm. about real sadness and three colors white most of it is in snow like it's but it's all subtle like yeah. all the red in that was meant to be there it it wasn't just forced there yeah it just made sense to be there mm. and that's what i love about it that he just goes out of his way to be subtle but still in your face yeah. at the same time and i remember when this came out and then he announced he was retiring and uh, myself and a friend of mine that i worked with at the time we were the only people who appreciated that whereas everyone else like was into more mainstream hollywood and then he announced he was making in a new series of films based on the seasons so he's going to go spread and we're saying, oh brilliant and then he died of a heart attack and I was just devastated. I was, that's the first filmmaker. Because you could have been doing three seasons fall. three No, four seasons. Four seasons oh, fall, yeah. four seasons winter, four seasons. Well, this is it. that's exactly what he would have done. Yeah. And I mean, like he did, uh, previous series he well, did. Well, Vivaldi did that, so. Well, that's, <laughs> well, he probably would have used the music from them. But he, um, Kislowski himself made a, se a series called Decalogue for, Pol like Pol for Polish television, which was based on Ten Commandments. So it was 10 episodes, 10 one hour films. So each one was based on the commandment. Thou shalt not kill. He could have done them. sins as well. Well, he did. That's what I'm saying. The 10 commandments. You no, know, but you know, the seven deadly sins. Oh, the seven sins. deadly sins. Yeah. So he, yeah, There's, so many things. There's so many things. Resuscitate that yeah. man. <laughs> we can do our own tree. No, it's not resuscitate. You say, what's it? What did Revive, Jesus do? Resurrect. Resurrect. What did Jesus do? <laughs> I really never thought I was going to hear that in a podcast. <laughs> I couldn't remember. That's what did ever Jesus said. do? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of his very important achievements <laughs> <laughs> on his CV. Yeah. Resurrect people, water to wine. Now himself, did he resurrect uh, other people? Lazarus. I don't. I'm not religious. Apologies to everyone that is. I just. I really. I've never read the Bible, so I don't really know, and I've never been taught any of this. Nor did I ever care to be taught any of this. Okay, well, this be, I respect this everyone. Be, this could be our new podcast series. It, Marina learns the Bible. Oh my god, yes. Let's discuss yes, that. Let's discuss do that. Because there is a TikTok I must uh, show you. A TikTok um page that talks about the stories. And they go on and they're like, and this bitch did this, <laughs> this and this. And can you believe Mary? Oh, yeah, and it's actually it's very Well I mean sorry please you give up your own sins. Yes. The kids go say, Jesus, a shocking holy saint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, <laughs> we can have an episode called Marina Goes to Mass. <laughs> That would be very good. Right. Right. I'm working on that. You, then, you heard it for here first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so who was hosting again? Me. All right. So do you want me to wrap it up? No. You just carry on talking about the Bible and God All and right. so on. And I'll just stop recording. And <laughs> um, this is what Jesus would have wanted. I mean, what was it Jesus did again? <laughs> Because <laughs> well, I, I couldn't remember I couldn't remember the word I'm bilingual no, but I'm I mean, foreign normally, so to me. normally when you have a concept that You turn around and say It's a bit like well, There's nothing it's a bit like It's normally no, because, like, do you know, no, because in Portuguese the, the word that we use to say Jesus resurrected Is 
resuscitar, which right. sounds like resuscitate. Okay. So that's why I use that. But I know that's not the actual word for it. Yeah. So that's why I was like, what did Jesus do? <laughs> well, you see, when you said, I thought you meant what he did to other people. Like, oh, he, because right. he resurrected, like he resurrected himself. Yeah. In that he had the resurrection at yeah. Easter. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the other thing where he killed people, crucified. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, right. So I guess that's it. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. <laughs> I certainly did. Um, <laughs> it's been very eye-opening. For everyone, um, <laughs> certainly for me. I've known you eight years, and it's the first time I knew this. What whispering in the ear? And I think I've told you Bible about this. No, I know about smacking the lips and so on, but I never realised that whispering to you. In well, your you're ear basically bad. smacking the lips to my ear. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, um, right. We'll finish it there. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and we, 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 we should have a teen <laughs> song to play out with. Should it be? Three colours, red theme, or electricity. <laughs> oh, it has to be electricity. A mesh. Right. Uh, with that, I'll uh, leave you guys the rest of your day. <laughs> <laughs> and your lives, because they never listen to us again. Yeah. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, follow us on Patreon once that's up. We keep saying it every episode, but once that's up, go and give us a follow. Now that we're going to have a new series, apparently. <laughs> Bible studies with Marina. <laughs> <laughs> Hail Marina full of grace I mean, There's just so many for this. If you guys have any ideas Are you for a virgin? <laughs> Not so virgin Marina <laughs> Oh that just sounds awful Marina giving up her all sins <laughs> No? Okay The conversion <laughs> therapy <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, we better stop before yeah, we're cancelled. <laughs> Thank you very much. Before we're sent to Qatar. <laughs> Be stoned. Yeah, you will. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What did Jesus do? <laughs> anyway, if I was ever in that situation, I would. I knowing that I would die, I would just start taking the piss anyway. <laughs> And it'll be a last minute reprieve on the way. They say, no, she just made it work. Yeah. <laughs> um, right, Brazil game tonight. So go <laughs> Brazil, um, even though no way I'm trying to boycott that. So thanks very much for listening. Yeah, three days after the Brazil game. Because <laughs> this, this will go out on Monday. Yeah, fine. Okay, sorry. <laughs> fine, yeah. <laughs> End. No, I want to keep talking. <laughs> I like the sound of my own voice. Right, thank you very much for listening. I've been Marina Gorski. And I've been Mick Jordan. That's a Carnation Street. <laughs> <laughs>